0: Psalm 23, a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk, will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen.
1: Amen. Why don't I pray and commit our time to the Lord? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we bow in your holy presence and our prayer is that your word, this wonderful psalm uh, might, Uh, be uh, that which guides us, that your spirit that he might be our teacher, and that your honour and your glory be our supreme concern. For Jesus' sake we ask. Amen. Amen. In Israel, as in other ancient societies, a shepherd's work was considered the lowest of all works. According to one rabbi, uh, there is not a more contemptible office than that of a shepherd. Being a shepherd was dull, boring, and dangerous, but sheep stink. So it was also dirty, smelly, demeaning work. If a family needed a shepherd, it was always the youngest son, like a David, who got the job. And so David wrote Psalm 23 out of intimate, personal experience. He understood that a shepherd slept outside with his flock and was key to their survival. He was their guide, physician, and protector. Uh, But also, in Eastern thought, kings were considered considered to be shepherds of their people. In fact, this is exactly how David later described himself after becoming king towards the end of 2 Samuel and chapter 24. Uh, Throughout the Bible, the idea that the Lord, the ultimate king, is a shepherd is also often found. As early as uh, Genesis uh, chapter 49, Moses describes the Lord as the shepherd, the rock of Israel. Uh, Psalm 80 describes God as the shepherd who leads his people like a flock. According to Isaiah 40, the sovereign Lord who rules in power also tends his flock Like a shepherd gathering little lambs into his arms while carrying them close to his heart Uh, Micah chapter 7 invites the Lord to shepherd his people with his staff as in days long ago so the Christian God of the Bible in humility despises not the idea of feeding guiding leading or personally caring for his flock like a lowly, despised shepherd. Of course, the trouble is, uh, this is so familiar to us that we miss how remarkable it is that David could write in verse 1 of Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Now in the ancient world sheep and shepherds were everywhere they were commonplace but of course for you and me living in a modern city like London most of us have never seen much less actually uh, met a shepherd. So the first thing we need to understand about the Lord as our shepherd is this the Lord is our shepherd who provides. The Lord is our shepherd who provides. I lack nothing Writes David at the end of verse 1 of Psalm 23. You see, it was the shepherd's job to provide for his sheep and not the other way around. He was responsible for finding lush, green pastures for them to feed on. And since sheep don't like drinking from rushing waters, preferring instead streams of slow running water or quiet waters to help quench their thirst, verse 2 a shepherd would know just where to find these things and the sheep being the dumb animals that they are, did not, and would not. Of course, you and I, like sheep, get confused about this. Uh, for example, if we are honest, we often confuse our needs with our wants, don't we? So we wander uh, off chasing things we don't really need, thinking they will somehow satisfy us or make us happy therefore often our Psalm 23 reads less like David's version and perhaps more like this the clock is my dictator I shall not rest it makes me lie down only when exhausted it leads me to deep depression it hounds my soul it leads me in circles of frenzy for activity's sake Even though I run frantically from task to task, I will never get it all done, for my ideal is with me. Deadlines and my need for approval, they drain me. They demand performance from beyond the limits of my schedule. They anoint my head with migraines. My in-basket overflows. Surely fatigue and time pressures shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the bonds of my frustration forever. I wonder if that describes you despite or perhaps because of COVID-19. The 1980s hit Material Girl by Pop Icon Madonna had the catchy chorus: we are living in a material girl in the material world, and I'm a material girl. Even while professing to be Christians. You and I get caught up in this material world as we frantically chase after the little trinket it has to offer. Madonna goes on to sing, the boy with the cold hard cash is always Mr. Right. Boys who save their pennies make my rainy day. But I shall not want, in verse 1, means all our needs are supplied or provided by our shepherd Lord. It means I need to not desire more than he wants to give me. The great challenge of modern life is to rest in that pleasant, quiet, restorative place of confidently knowing that the Lord is your shepherd who will provide. As we come out of the relatively quiet waters of our second lockdown and begin facing another new, new normal, this is a message we all desperately need to hear afresh, I think. And yet, the good news is that verse 5 of our Psalm speaks of abundant provision, a feast even that can be enjoyed having been refreshed by the Lord's peace and security, and that despite the presence of our enemies. So, first, the Lord is our shepherd who provides, but second, the Lord is our shepherd who protects. The Lord is our shepherd who protects. Part of the reason David had the courage to go up against the giant Goliath was because, as a shepherd boy, on occasion, he had to rescue his sheep from the mouths of lions and bears. So despite his six-foot stature, in David's mind, Goliath would be no different. The point is, a good shepherd would put his life at risk for the sake of his sheep. He would ward off human and animal predators in order to keep his sheep safe and together so on occasion he would leave the 99 and go after the one that the foolishly wandered off because he knew it would be in mortal danger david says this uh, david says this is, is this is what the lord is like he leads he he makes he leads verse two he refreshes he guides verse three He fights off evil, and even when we find ourselves in that dark and confined place in life, perhaps facing not the substance of death itself, but its shadow, literally the valley of the shadow of death, he goes with us, protecting us in and through it, protecting us from both ourselves and from others. He both disciplines us and defends us. This is probably what stands behind the two implements the shepherd apparently carries with him in verse 4. His rod was most likely a short wooden stick or cudgel used to fight off enemies. His staff was probably a long walking stick with a curved end used to pull, to direct or guide the sheep. It should be a great comfort to us to know that the Lord guides us even through rebuke and correction that he cares enough to do this for us as and when we need it such that David could write verse 4 your rod and your staff they comfort me so in his wisdom and to this end the Lord has given to his church human shepherds we call them pastors or elders or ministers as imperfect as your leaders elders ministers pastors of your church no doubt will be their role is to defend and lovingly guide or discipline you the sheep under their care to protect you from harm both within and without so they really need both your prayers and your willing cooperation in this so that their work might become a joy rather than a burden so the Lord is our shepherd who provides. Second, he's our shepherd who protects. But third and finally, the Lord is our shepherd who leads his sheep. The Lord is our shepherd who leads his sheep. It was not up to the sheep to find their way. It was the shepherd's job to lead them. Now, I'm, I'm sorry to say that sheep are not the brightest or the best item in the draw. Uh, So foolishly, a sheep might rush towards a fast-flowing river and risk drowning, or off the path and down the steep cliff, or into the jaws of a wolf or a jackal. So a responsible or good shepherd would lead or guide his sheep along right or righteous paths, verse 3. Now, I don't know about you, but in my mind, a shepherd would walk behind the sheep while herding them using a border collie dog, a collie sheep dog. But biblical shepherds dealt with their sheep in a different way to farmers today. He did not herd the sheep from behind. Rather, apparently, he actually led them from the front. So David could write of the Lord, leading him beside the quiet waters, verse 2, and along the the right paths later on in the old testament the messiah god's anointed king is described as the shepherd who will be struck causing the sheep to be scattered Zechariah 13 verse 7 and so hundreds of years later we read these words in mark chapter 10 they were on their way up to jerusalem with jesus leading the way And the disciples were astonished, while those who followed were afraid. Again, Jesus took the 12 aside and told them what was going to happen to him. In John 10, Jesus identifies himself as the good shepherd who leads out his sheep and goes on ahead of them. His sheep both know him and are known by him. And so they listen to his voice And follow off, follow on behind him. Hebrews chapter 13 speaks of Jesus as the great, that great shepherd of the sheep. 1 Peter chapter 2 and chapter 5 describes Jesus as the shepherd and overseer of our souls and the chief shepherd. In Mark chapter 6 and verse 34, Jesus was moved with compassion. For the people, because they were like sheep, we're told, without a shepherd. In other words, they lacked leadership. So he led them by teaching them truth. He didn't want them to be slipping off the right path and to their own destruction. So he guided them in paths of righteousness. And he wanted to do the same for both you and for me. So what David was prepared to do as a brave young shepherd boy, the Lord Jesus Christ actually did as our crucified saviour and shepherd. Again, in John chapter 10, Jesus says this, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. Jesus willingly laid down his life on the cross, sacrificing himself to protect you and me from the deadliest predators of all, sin, death, and judgment. He was actually willing to lead in this way just as he said he would. No wonder this idea of Jesus as the good shepherd was so precious, so very precious To early Christians. One of the most common motifs in catacomb paintings was of Jesus as a shepherd carrying a lamb across his shoulders. Apparently if sheep get accustomed to coming to a feeder for their winter feed supplements they will come as soon as they see the feed bucket. If the feed is given enough times given often enough by the same person they will come to that person as soon as i see them approaching if this person speaks to them often enough they will come as soon as they hear that person's voice It, it takes time and patience but apparently it can be done as someone has said of sheep sheep aren't stupid they just need time well the bible compares you and me to sheep for a reason Let's be honest we can be stupid can't we and we often need time but thankfully our shepherd is a good and patient shepherd teacher. You and I often stupidly refuse to believe that Jesus is good and that he wants the absolute best for us but he actually does. If you and I could but just get our minds around Psalm 23, this very familiar psalm. That is the idea that Jesus, the good shepherd, or actually the beautiful shepherd, which is an equally legitimate translation of that phrase from John chapter 10, that he wants to provide, protect, and lead you. If we could get our minds around this fact, perhaps the following take on Psalm 23 would resonate with us a good deal more or become more and more our lived experience. One rendering of Psalm 23 goes like this. The Lord is my pace setter. I shall not rush. He makes me stop and rest for quiet intervals. He provides me with images of stillness, which restores my serenity. He leads me in the way of efficiency through calmness of mind. And his guidance is peace. Even though I have a great many things to accomplish each day, I will not fret, for his presence is here. His timelessness, his all importance will keep me in balance. He prepares refreshment and renewal in the midst of activity. By anointing my mind with his oils of tranquility, my cup of joyous energy overflows. Surely harmony and effectiveness shall be the fruits of my hours. For I shall walk in the pace of my Lord and dwell in his house forever. Let's bow our heads and pray together. To so a moment to reflect on what we've heard and then I'll lead us in a prayer. heavenly father we praise and thank you for who you are our shepherd king whatever the new normal looks like after this second lockdown ends regardless of the uncertainties that we faced in the months ahead lord help us to trust you as the god who has promised to lead protect and provide for us But above all, we thank you for the way you've saved us from the deadly predators of sin, death, and judgment in and through the Lord Jesus Christ, our Good Shepherd. And so it is in his name that we look to you while giving you our heartfelt thanks and praise. For his name's sake, we pray. Amen.